be no Sunday school this Sunday. We've got the wedding and it's just too much going on to finish the Sunday school in time for everybody to come in. So no Sunday school this Sunday only. The following Sunday we will continue. And the, the chairs are probably going to be uh, rearranged a bit uh, so we can fit uh, the number of people here. So if you come in and, and your chair's in a different place, don't have a heart attack, okay? Uh, uh, we're going to probably combine some things, so please uh, be flexible, and that'll be a great, uh, great blessing. We're believing God. Pray for God's anointing and blessing. Uh, I know Guillermo told me he's got 15 people coming from Chandler. They're flying out here to be a part of the wedding, and so uh, we're going to have a great uh, a great time. So please keep that uh, uh, in mind. We do have uh, our uh, regular uh, Bible study on Friday night, and we have outreach uh, uh, on Saturday at noon meeting here. Then uh, following Saturday on the 28th, we do have our uh, 180 concert down uh, in the warehouse. Psalms uh, 39. Psalms uh, 39. I believe uh, it's all the announcements that I have. I want, where's Deanna, where are you at? Deanna, wave your hand at me. All right, another, another, to add to my dictionary, GTS. You know what that is? How many knows what GTS is? Huh? What? Yeah, there you go, God's the Savior. This is going through stuff. Stuff. What's up? GTS. Going through stuff. Some people going through, and it's applicable on a daily basis. Some people, their whole life, you could just put on their tombstone, GTS. Going through stuff. Amen. And I want to preach out of Psalms 39 because in this text of scripture, David was GTS. Amen. Whether it was one of those days, weeks, months, or years, uh, David was going through some things. Uh, and I want to look at that, and I want to, to look at and examine the solution uh, for GTS. How many are going through, how many had a GTS day? Nobody, praise God, you're saved and got the Holy Ghost, amen. Well, this is for when you have one of those days. Psalms 39, beginning in verse 1, David says, I said I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. I was dumb with silence. I held my peace even from good and my sorrow was stirred. The Living Bible puts it this way. I said to myself, I'm going to quit complaining. That right there is a sermon. Amen. I'll keep quiet, especially when the ungodly are around me. How many know that's another tremendous sermon? Amen. I will keep quiet, especially when the ungodly are around me. Amen. But as I stood, so here's David. This is what he said he's going to do. You know what? I'm going to stop complaining. I'm going to zip my lip. I'm not going to say anything, especially when I'm around people who aren't saved. I don't want that to come out. But he said, as he did that, 
But as I stood there silently, the turmoil within me grew to the bursting point. The more I mused or thought about this, the hotter the fires inside. Then at last I spoke and pled with God. Amen. And we're going to stop right there. How many know here's David, he's going through some things and he makes some very good, high quality decisions. Number one, he says, you know what? I'm going to shut my mouth. That is good doctrine when you're having a GTS day. You know what? I'm going to be quiet, especially around the unsaved because I've been witnessing to them. I've been testifying to them how good God is and God's going to help you and God's going to meet you. And then you have a GTS day and you start complaining and people are like, I thought you were saved. It doesn't take a whole lot to ruin your testimony. Hallelujah. My heart was hot within me while I was musing the fire burned. Then spake I with my tongue and listened to what he did. He said, at last I spoke and pled with God. He said, Lord, make me to know my end and the measure of my days, what it is that I may know how frail I am. Unless you've been in this situation with an extremely bad day, I don't think you, and you realize how profound that prayer was. How many have ever had a really, really bad day? That's what we're talking about. And I want to examine this because this is the answer when you're having a GTS day or a GTS week or a GTS life. <laughs> this is why I love the word of God. You know, people think the word of, oh, that's just, you know, people who live in a cave and monks. This thing is so applicable. I mean, it, it is as up to date as tomorrow's newspaper. Just that they don't make newspapers anymore. It deals with reality. It deals with real life. And let me tell you, it deals with stuff. Because life is filled with stuff. And it, it deals with it. The Bible doesn't pull any punches. It tells it like it is from God's point of view and from man's point of view. In real time and in real life, it'll give you the answers to life's questions and issues. The world, when it has a GTS day, they go out and have a beer and another beer and another beer beer and another beer and get drunk oh gee that solved all your problems oh they and smoke weed and act stupid how many of you say smoke weed and act stupid only Al no there's a lot of there's a lot of stupid people here before you got saved how many you're still smoking weed and acting stupid we'll have an altar call at the end you can repent of being stupid Amen. Smoking weed is about as dumb as rolling in poison ivy. Anyway, I just thought of that one. <clears throat> you can have answers uh, for reality. 
See, we aren't told exactly what David's dealing with. Some people speculate, you know, maybe it was uh, his sin and guilt uh, from, from what he did with Bathsheba, other people that, that uh, you know, King Saul is after him and it's just driving him crazy and different. I mean, it, it really doesn't matter at this point. He is having not just a bad day. He is going through things. And he's made a decision. I'm going to be quiet. I'm not going to run my mouth, especially when I'm around the, uh, the unsaved. I'm going to hold it in. But as he holds it in, it's, it's, a, it's, it's gaining power. It's gaining kind of like a, a soda that you shake up and shake up and shake up. My brothers, uh, you know, we, we always used to do that. We always try to catch our, our brother. Hey, yeah, you want a soda? And we go in the kitchen. We shake it up and we give it to him. Hopefully he forgot he'd open it. You never did that? We used to do that all the time. Just don't get a mistake and give it to your father. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. David was not a happy camper at this point. Amen. And we're looking at how he handled it. And thank God for the word of God because there's nothing new under the sun. And this is what he said. Basically, when I'm going through stuff, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> That's pretty simple. Easy to say, but much more difficult to do, isn't it? Amen. When you're going through stuff, the natural inclination is to complain and rant and rave and say this and blame and da 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 da. Dave said, No, no, I'm not going to do that. And I believe the reason he came to that conclusion is because the Holy Ghost was convicting him David, close your mouth. That's great advice. Hallelujah. And a great strategy when you're having a GTS day. Uh, is, you know what? Uh, close your mouth. Again, uh, it says, I was dumb with silence. I held my peace. How many know some people are just dumb? Others are dumb with silence. I held my peace even from good. Now, here's some insight. He said, you know what? I didn't say anything good or bad. Because David knew himself. And sometimes when we start out speaking good, it turns bad real quickly. Yeah, I'm doing okay, but. Yeah, all that but. And so David, and this is probably fairly rare. So, you know, I'm not going to say anything at all. Hallelujah. I said to myself, I'm going to quit complaining. How many have ever said that to yourself? I mean, it's a lot harder than just saying that. But it is possible. Hallelujah. I'll keep quiet, especially when the ungodly are around me. But as I stood there silently, the turmoil within me grew to the bursting point. So here you are. You know what I'm going to I'm going to quit complaining. Quit complaining. And then it just starts to, like bad gas. And how many know that thing's going to come out one way or the other? The message version, but the longer I kept silence, the worse it got. My insides got hotter and hotter. My thoughts boiled over. I spilled my guts. And so what David did in this situation is he, he said, I, I can't Stopping it, I got to say something. But what he did, he said what he had to say to God. 
One translation, he spilled his guts to God. I like that. Amen. You know, prayer isn't always gimme, gimme, gimme. God, I want this, I want that. Prayer isn't always telling God what to do. In fact, it's never telling God what to do. But how many know that's what a lot of our prayers are? God, can do this, do that, do that. And by the way, do this and drop a couple million on me over here. Prayer could be defined as spilling your guts before God. Amen. Not before the heathen, not even before uh, your other brothers and sisters in the Lord sometimes. Uh, sometimes it's such a turmoil. You know what? Uh, it just is it bubbling over. I, it was hot within me. And what he did is he took it to God. Hallelujah. I was thinking about this. Because very often, as I said, prayer can be described as spilling your guts to God. The book of Job, I'm, I'm reading the book of Job in my uh, yearly reading. Job is spilling his guts to God. Job is telling it like it is. He got nothing to hide. He's got nothing left. He's been, he's been smitten. He's had his, his family taken. He's had his wealth taken. He's had his health taken. His best friends are, are terrible counselors. And he just spills it all before God. Hallelujah. When you're having a GTS day, that's good doctrine. You come before God and you spill your guts before God. You, you, if you want to vent towards him. But what, what is very interesting, amen, is God, David took it to God in prayer. But what really caught my attention is David's prayer. David didn't go online and start to, to uh, pour out his guts online. David didn't go on Instagram and take pictures of him vomiting. Because that's what a lot of folks do. He wasn't on Facebook or social media. He didn't get on a group text. I'm so mad. That's, he said, no, I'm, I keep quiet. He didn't become a gossip and talk about others and blame others. I know in a GTS day, you feel like blaming somebody else. No, not you. Come tell me what planet you're from. Let me throw this in on the side. If you're striving for ministry and you're having a GTS day, you better learn how to keep your mouth shut. Because you can ruin your entire ministry in a short time with a few words. Blankety blank blank. <laughs> You might, well, not, not me, Pastor. That doesn't happen. I never have a bad day. Really? Let me place a GoPro in your car as you drive. Have you ever had, done, you know, had a, a butt dial and, and somehow you're listening to somebody and they don't know the phone's on? I won't say whose I heard recently. Record. I'm just joking. Maybe not. Hallelujah. 
Let me record and listen to the musings of your heart as you drive through this wonderful city. Hallelujah. David is going through very real stuff because stuff happens. And it's happening in his life. So here's the question. How do you deal with stuff? How do you deal with it? Everyone deals with it one way or another. This is true whether you're rich or poor, educated, uneducated, married, unmarried, white, black, brown, purple, blue, green. It doesn't matter. Amen. And let me add this. Whether you're young, middle-aged, old, or older, or as in the case of our oldest. What do you do? Saved or unsaved? I mean, no, just because you're saved doesn't exempt you from GTS days. In fact, sometimes it qualifies you because you become a target for the enemy. Not just a GTS day, but maybe a GTS week or even a month. Jesus went through incredible testings and temptations. The Bible says he was a man of sorrows and very well acquainted with grief. He was despised. He's, he was rejected. Amen. All of these things. And you'll notice if you read that in Isaiah 53, and it says that he was as a lamb to the slaughter. He opened not his mouth. That's one of the great disciplines when you have a GTS day. So settle it right here and now. You know what? On a GTS day, I'm going to keep quiet. Let me tell you how this works. What happens is we think no one else goes through the stuff that we go through. We think that we are the only ones or what we're going through is so beyond what other people are going through. And this happens especially when you look at people who seem like they never have a GTS day. Can I tell you, the people who seem like they never have a GTS day, they've learned how to handle it correctly. It's not that they don't have GTS day. They got GTS days, but they've learned how to handle it. They don't go around you know, vomiting on people and gossiping about it. They've learned to do what David did in our Psalms. And it's a learned skill. And you know how you, you learn what to do on a GTS day? David, you have a GTS day, right? David, have you ever had a GTS day? One or two? But you never, David's always smiling. You ever notice that? It's painted on his face. I've been saying that since I met him. But do you ever not smile? No, you learn how to handle your GTS days. You learn how to handle them. There are other people who are going through a lot more than you are. I cried because I had no shoes until I met a man who had no feet. I want to consider David's prayer. You get some insight. One translation, Lord, help me to realize how brief my time on earth will be. Listen, he's having a GTS day. He makes up, I'm going to shut up. I'm not going to say anything. And it's boiling and it's going. And, and finally he can't hold it back. And so rather than burst on someone else, he goes before God. But listen to his prayer. He didn't say, God, how come this is happening to me? God, why don't you do this? God, kill him. God, give it. Listen to his prayer. Lord, Help me to realize how brief my time on earth will be. 
what? Some folks, I don't see the connection. I know that's the problem. He's going through all this stuff, and his prayer isn't God's change it, God do this, God do that. What he's saying is, God help me to keep things in right perspective. Show me how small this is compared to eternity. You want the solution for a GTS day, a GTS week, a GTS month? It's right here. Lord, help me to realize how brief my time on earth will be. Help me to know that I am here but for a moment. My life is no longer than my hand. My whole lifetime is but a moment to you. That's a powerful prayer. How many have ever prayed that prayer? That prayer will set you free. I said that prayer will set you free. That prayer, especially when a GTS day comes and this is happening and that, I can never catch a break and that's happening and this is, and man, well, because if you're not careful, you start to feel sorry for yourself. The devil enters in and the next conclusion, I'm living for God ain't even worth it. Say what? <laughs> what? David wasn't asking God to fix the problem. David wasn't asking God to kill somebody, which is some of us, that's our only solution to everything. Essentially, David is asking God for the right perspective of things. You got a GTS day. God, help me to keep this in proper perspective. Show me in light of the big picture. This is an absolute incredible prayer. And I really sensed as I was uh, putting this together and praying about it and, and different things that there's some people here, you've had some GTS moments and, and maybe situations more than a day or a week, and you've been wrestling and, and uh, your, your prayers like they don't get answered. Uh, let me tell you, if you'll pray this prayer, God will answer it. God, uh, show me, God, show me my, how brief my life is here on earth uh, and just how it really insignificant this thing is compared to eternity. God will answer your prayer on that. God will answer your prayer. I read this story about a woman named Brittany Griffith. She's 30 years old. She was driving on, uh, down by Douglasville on I-20, a little bit south of here. And uh, she was driving. She had her three children in the car, ages four, seven, and it doesn't, they, it doesn't say the age of the other one. Somebody decided to cut her off in traffic, some road rage incident. So Brittany Griffith speeds up pulls alongside this car, pulls out a gun, and begins to shoot the people who cut her off. Shot a 17-year-old girl in the passenger seat, shot her, uh, then drove off. <laughs> she exited on Chapel Hill Road. <laughs> well, they found her that night, and are charging her with 
Four counts of aggravated assault, three counts of cruelty to children, one count of possession of a firearm during commission of a felony. The judge denied bond for Griffey. How many believe she got things a little bit out of perspective? Really? Really, somebody cut you off in traffic, and you're going to show them. You're going to teach them. Boom, boom, boom. That'll teach you. Yeah, really taught her. Three kids now. Mother's in prison. Wasn't worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're having a bad day. You're having a GTS day. you not going to deny that, but was that really worth it? Well, it made me mad. Some of the things we go through are like that compared to eternity. Easy comparison. So when you're going through a GTS day, you keep your mouth shut. And then when it gets just blunt, you don't take it out. You take it to God. God, help me to keep this in perspective. In light of eternity, this is nothing zero less than zero and yet people let a gts day rob them of their eternal destiny in light of eternity how important is what you're going through how many things and how much stuff would seeing eternity help us amen Listen to what James said. James lived with Jesus. This was his half-brother. And I imagine he watched Jesus go through things because Jesus, the Bible says, was acquainted with grief and all of that. He says, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Just here for a little bit. Think back to your childhood, those of you that are adults, to something that at the time was so important to you, and now you can barely remember it. Amen. The prayer of David was inspired by the Holy Ghost because this is exactly what David needed. He didn't need his circumstances changed. He didn't need God to do this. All he needed, I got, I got to be able to see things in proper perspective. God, show me how short my life is here on earth. And especially in light of eternity. Because none of us know we might step into eternity tonight. And then what, all that means nothing. You know, one day, one moment in heaven, everything's going to melt, all your troubles care. It's like, man, not even close. This is tremendous. You're not going to think about that person who ticked you off. You're not going to think about that bad thing. You're not going to think, oh, you're just going to be, Whoa. Hallelujah. I want to close with 2 Corinthians. Paul went through lots of trials, lots of temptations, and lots of stuff. 2 Corinthians 12. For this thing, he was going through something. I besought the Lord three times that it would depart from me. 
And God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. He says, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Listen, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. There's a link there. How many want the power of Christ on your life? He says, you know what? During the GTS days when God says, no, I'm not taking that away. Amen. You bear up under it. God, show me this in light of eternity. One quick glimpse of eternity is all it's going to take. Listen to 2 Corinthians 4. Paul said this. Remember, this is Paul who was beaten. Paul who was stoned. Paul who was robbed. Paul who was cast in prison. Paul who was shipwrecked. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. One translation, these troubles and sufferings of ours are, after all, quite small and won't last very long. Some of you are like, man, this sermon is long. Yet this short time of distress will result in God's richest blessings upon us forever and ever. Now, if you go to 2 Corinthians 12, Paul says these words. I knew a man. He's talking about himself. Whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, but God knows. How that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. The Living Bible, 14 years ago, I was taken up to heaven for a visit. Don't ask me whether my body was there or just my spirit. I don't know. Only God can answer that. But anyway, there I was in paradise. And I heard things so astounding that they are beyond man's power to describe or put in words. And anyway, I'm not allowed to tell them to others. What caused Paul to say the beatings, this, all that, that lightweight little, I mean, this is not even nothing. He went to heaven. God brought him up to heaven and showed him. He goes, I can't describe, and even if I could, it's not, it, it, it's mind-blowing. How many want to go there? Then you got to pray that prayer. God, keep things in perspective. Somebody cut you off in traffic. <laughs> Something happens to you. You blow your whole salvation. <laughs> this is what David said. God, teach me. Teach me. Hallelujah. Simply the proper perspective. I'll close with the story of David. David had some, some soldiers. He had a bit of an army, and he was going to go. There was one man. He was there. He, he had a bunch of sheep, and David's men kind of protected his sheep. So he sends some people there. Hey, can you give us some sheep for our army? And the guy, ah, I'm not going to do that. Who are you? I don't know. Anyway, he ticks David off. He gets him mad. He insults him. 
David, in a moment of time, a flash of anger, he tells his soldiers, strap on your swords. We're going to go deal with this guy. We're going to kill everyone. We're going to kill him and all the other guys. And so there's, there's this, uh, this uh, uh, entourage, this army, several hundred guys. They're going there. They're going to kill this man, uh, and they're going to kill it and take all his sheep. Uh, but the man's wife named Abigail heard about it, and she, she prepared some food for David uh, and intervened. And this is what she said. She said, when the Lord has done all the good things he promised you and has made you a king of Israel, you won't want the conscience of a murderer who took the law into his own hands. And when the Lord has done these great things for you, please remember me. David replied to Abigail, bless the Lord God of Israel who has sent you to meet me today. So Abigail goes to David, David Put this in proper perspective. God's going to make you king someday. God's going to give you all the riches. He's going to give, you know what? And you'll have this, this major blot on your resume. Don't do it. Keep things in proper perspective. My he, she said, my husband's name is Fool, and he is. Keep things, and David's, wow, you're right. You're right. Listen, you're going through GTS days, proper perspective. God, give me the proper perspective of this situation, circumstance, whatever you're doing. And I'm telling you, God answers that prayer, and he'll save your soul. Let's bow our heads together. Hallelujah. Thank God for his grace. Thank God. God loves you. God cares about you. God wants to help you. God knows that you go through things. It's the result of sin. We live in a fallen world. We live in a sinful world. There's a real devil who wants to destroy you. He wants to frustrate you. He wants to do all these things. He wants to push your buttons, make you mad, all of that. David was going through that time and he held his peace until he could hold it no more. It was boiling up. Finally, he let it all out, not on people, but to God. And his prayer was, God, show me how brief life is. That in light of eternity, this is nothing. Nothing. And God showed him. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit put that psalm there for a reason. Because he knows you and I. You might be having a GTS day, more likely a GTS week or month. And the devil rages, your own sinful nature rages. Maybe people around you rage and different. But you know what? You can bring it to God and God will help you. God, teach me to number my days so that when you go through things, nobody knows. But you and God. And you keep your soul. You keep your soul. You don't ruin your testimony. In fact, you enhance it. 